back to another episode of under bench staples we are already at episode 23 i'm patrick i'm russell and it's continuing on uh pro v home is that what they're calling it they always say home cook versus pro cook that's it they always say at the start of the episode and therefore i always forget exactly what they're calling it or is it teams of threes week i don't know no no it's home v pro that sounds right that sounds right um interesting uh episode a challenge that one patrick loves very very much i sure do um we kind of had a feeling it was going to be what it was a relay once we saw that there was only two benches there but essentially six people were going to be cooking uh, and in the end Addy, Kath and Declan are the second to last team to take part in this particular one as we saw in the preview last night and yeah quite an interesting one up against the team from Stanley and Brisbane uh, Louis, Ben and Mark all uh from there uh, Louis has been on the con- on the show before uh, really interesting sounding restaurant using Aussie produce making Cantonese uh, dishes really like the sound of it would like to go if we ever find ourselves in Brizzy mm, on that press trip that we keep pitching for that's spoke never going to happen spoke out into the world about 20 mm. episodes ago there is a thing that we could just like go mm. yeah I know yeah, yeah, but to go around all of these places and eat in all of these places and all of the contestants' places and experience everything, it's going to take time and money. Yeah, and we have neither. Yeah. Anyway, um, this was an interesting relay because generally speaking in the uh, format of relays, uh, there's a bit more control, usually, in the whole thing. So firstly... Um, the contestants usually get to all contestants usually get to pick the order that they're going in except one time where didn't uh, it was just a random selection one time on another occasion I think like Andy and Jock and Mel would just run out and just shout a name and someone had to come in mm. type of thing um, but generally speaking you get to pick your order and you get to know what's happening next and so on you also normally get a handover usually what 30 seconds 60 seconds to explain everything that you're doing none of it goes in you screw it up <laughs> and then someone goes and creates a completely different dish because they don't know actually what's going on this time no handover silence a secret relay as they call out it out of the room before the others mm. enter love it yeah um, they, they could do whatever they like sweet or savoury no garden but there was a pantry and we think it was 75 minutes yeah they each had 25 I think or yeah, so no. then that isn't adding up, is it? It was 35. Was it 35? Uh, Would that be I thought it was 25 each. Oh. Yeah. By three? Oh, yeah, it's 25 by yeah. three. Oh, yeah, it is. Sorry, I'm trying to calculate. <laughs> I'm trying to calculate in 60s here. Oh, God, the humanity. Anyway, let's get on to the cooking, shall we? Um, there isn't a huge amount... Well, I don't think there's a huge amount to talk about. You do. Yeah. Okay. So how about we start at... Okay, I will um, start at the ingredients chosen. Yeah. 
Um, oh, also before we talk about that, obviously the contestants could choose their order, but the judges chose the order of the chefs mm. as another twist. Uh, on the basis that they work together anyway, so therefore they can't have that control. So I guess that's a little bit more fair. And the judges chose correctly to throw them because they explained that usually it would come down to Louis to start it off but mm. they held off on him to go second so it started on Ben and Declan and they had the choice of everything in the pantry mm. they hadn't anything in the garden but everything in the pantry underbench all of that all of the equipment in play and yet they go in there and they choose pretty much the exact same ingredients the snapper mm. the Asian <laughs> the Asian flavours and sauces and the same kind of garnishes the same kind of I guess they were going for the same kind of dish yeah and <clears throat> I guess to a certain degree Declan did start it off Declan is a fish man so I guess it was bound to happen and I guess thinking of it it made a lot of sense. It actually is quite does make a lot of sense as a dish, doing a whole fish that you can add lots of flavour to, lots of garnishes to, because you can just lay it out and it's fairly straightforward. But at the same time, why would you pick the same cuisine as the guys from the professional restaurant that you're up against when you could have done absolutely anything else in the entire world. I guess, like, as you said, Teclan started it and he played to his strengths, so he's great at fish. Mm. Asian flavours, is that a strength of his? I'm not so sure, but um, he obviously had a vision. I wonder in the pantry who had been keeping an eye on who had he spotted mm. pen head off and grabbed specific ingredients I don't know but how it started out it seemed that the chefs had been in their comfort zones they chose the correct ingredients um, I think they both Penn and Declan started it off really really well yeah. clear thorough studious spelling it all out starting things but conscious of those who are going to take over after them and I think they created that space that it had been clear the process pretty well I thought they were very very conscious throughout the entire thing about handing it over so it wasn't an afterthought that came along at the next stage they were very much they were almost like treating it like home economists getting ready for a food shoot Mm. that they were like I'm going to have everything ready almost treating the middle cook as the most important obviously finishing and starting are also very important but the middle cook is the the base of where um, uh, probably a lot of the main work is going to get done you've done all the prep you've done all the cutting you've done all of the filleting and whatever you have to do mm. in the first go but you don't want to cook it unless it needs to be cooked then because if you do a handover and you're not told that there's a handover has that fish let's say for example been on for one minute or 25 minutes yeah and you just don't know so it's very it it was clever it was a clever the Stanley chefs um, just to go through their dish idea they had chosen to do Cantonese crispy chicken with steamed young snapper served banquet style 
and the contestants chose to do steam snapper with Asian flavours and accompaniments and a cucumber salad there's a whole thing that makes you feel like it's a really unfair advantage on the chefs on the, sh- on, on the chefs I get that they were like yeah you guys work together all the time so you get to we'll just pick your order instead but at the same time it's like yeah you work together all the time and make all of these dishes or make things that are like these dishes the three like Declan, Kath and Addy don't cook together so uh, getting them also to create a dish that's from their restaurant or you know around the restaurant is that a bit un- uh, of an unfair advantage that we have not necessarily seen with the last two episodes I think you're failing to see the point of the programme it's the contestants who are to be challenged it's not the chefs and like if there is I know an, but I think it's also putting up a good unfair game. advantage to the chefs therefore it's an extra challenge on the contestants therefore the whole point of this entire programme I... is to throw the chefs into chaos granted speaking of chaos she, cheeky um, but however there have been challenges where it has not played into the pro chefs uh, wheelhouse either and that goes for beat the chef that goes for the last two days yesterday in particular actually you know it's just that I don't know what it's just the way the cookies crumbled that it's like you know could they have said you know you have to do a cuisine that's not this or you know I don't know or I don't know I just I just felt like it just was like they just came in and did a, a load of dishes from the restaurant and therefore won wow yeah yeah (laughs) so I was gonna ask you at the end of this can you pinpoint the place that the that it all started to crack on the contestants I think it was when they introduced uh, three shouts no (laughs) I think it was definitely I think it was definitely in the handover to Kath there was definitely a lot more bumbling around and a little bit of chaos. Uh-huh. Um, as Kath came in, she was quite unsure. Declan was burying his head in his hands, going, mm. she's not doing what I needed her to do and all this type of stuff. And then the sensibility came along with Addy, bar the cooking, um, where she asked the very appropriate questions and said the very clever things, where she was going on about, rightly, she's like, they decided to cook Asian, but which part of Asia? There's stuff in Japan and mm. Malaysia and China and Korea. What are we trying to do here? What are we trying to achieve? And I think it's a very, very fair point because it, if you just if you didn't try and imitate what's on the opposite bench, you'd make something more authentic that couldn't be comparable mm. either. And I'm wondering if Declan could have still done the snapper and done it in a different way that was not as he was doing it as an Asian style Mm. and then I think Kath would have been a bit more comfortable because Kath's cookery is very traditional and then Addy's very creative and very uh, fierce on flavour so if there's any things that need adjusting or fixing she would do that I don't think Declan necessarily looked through the lens straight down of every single mm. person there and looked at their strengths he kind of just went straight on his own trajectory whilst also looking across and going that looks nice let's do that if this was an elimination of the three contestants who do you think 
would have gone home because technically they all tell. are cooking the yep. same thing I would say Kath but I yeah I'd probably say Kath I think Declan did his best to get things out and but he his handover where he left things on the bench that were reused essentially or weren't essential confused her mm. It's really hard to know how you do things without a handover. Yeah. Like it's very difficult. And Andy kept calling it a handover, even though the silent it handover. wasn't, because the conta- the contestant and the chef who had been currently in the kitchen had to leave the entire space before the next two came in. So there was no handover. It was g- going in blind and silent. Um, so then we hand over to Kath on the contestant side and to Louis on the chef side. And as you explained, chaos tends to follow Kath, especially if it isn't in her wheelhouse. Mm. This is the thing I've started to notice about her over time. Anything that's in her comfort zone, Kath excels at. Mm. Anything connected to home cooking, to memories, Mm. to kind of throwbacks, Mm. great at that, excels. Any time that it's not any of those specifics, chaos, Mm. flap, anxiety. And this was no different because she she said that Asian is not her forte and she couldn't quite understand the process that Declan had sat out and thought through. Eventually, she does start to understand, okay... I get the flavors. I get that I probably have to do a side and a sauce, but I think it took her a while to get there. Um, and then as she tried to attempt the sauce, she couldn't quite get the flavors right. Mm. And then after that, Jock tried her sauce and he literally recoiled. <laughs> it, 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 it offended him yeah. so much. He was like, what is that? Yeah. On the other side, we had head chef Louis, who was, as Andy said, strutting around, yeah. expecting the person after him to do all of the cooking. A quote unquote, exactly how a head chef operates. Yeah. But I think he was... It was clever for him to be in that position because he'd steer mm. the hand from the first mm. to the to the third and just kind of tidy things up and have things in place or take things away if they were used. Um, so I think slightly unfair that the judges put him there I'd have had him last I would have too I would have put him last because then he has to clean up the mess and if there is a mess that is and rectify it along the way which if something has gone too far potentially irredeemable if something hasn't been quite ready to go he can finesse it it's quite clever uh, if that was the case but throwing him second throwing him first I think would have been the wrong move yeah throw him in first he would have instantly done the dish and they all would have followed it and known Mm. it off by heart this way it was kind of like okay I need to figure out what this is okay I got it I think I know what it is now it's very very different Um, it was quite interesting to see you know the calm on one side and the storm on the other side and even the contestants throughout each of the three cooks they were kind of aware that everything is 
going quite smoothly at the chef side everything is kind of going down the plug hole in the contestant side mm. meanwhile Addy outside says I just don't want to go down any kind of an Asian route today <laughs> little does she know that's exactly that it started as chaos it's now on fire in there and it's up to her to try mm. to even that out so the handover or the changeover happens from Kath to Adi and from head chef Louis to chef Mark yeah Mark is so calm as he comes in he just kind of glides in in and (laughs) he spends a few moments to kind of identify what's going on because I think I think in his heart of hearts he knew that they were going to do something familiar and he was like okay the chicken is there that needs to be deep fried so we put it right in and the fish isn't cooked I'm going to get the fish on and it was all those little things that it was all ready to go they essentially had a missing blast there ready to go for them just to kind of have the plan set out without words Addy on the other hand walked in and it was a very different uh, thing I think she did appreciate that the garnishes and the likes were ready to go Mm. Um, I think um, she definitely as I said already she's definitely peed off that they went down that route definitely annoyed that the uh the brief is so alike to the restaurant's skill set that's like it's just really annoying and the confusion over over cuisine I think really irked her but she mm. just focused went on with it and did a really good job insofar as what she could with the exception of the fish she got so so worked up on the sauce because of what Jock said yeah she did forget to put on the fish possibly as soon as she should have. Um, the chefs cut the tail off, which was quite an interesting thing to ensure that you don't have an overcooked tailpiece and an undercooked middle or flesh or whatever you want to call it, just fish, um, where she kept everything together, I think. Mm. So that possibly might have uh, changed things a little bit. Um, but I think she also did a very calm cook too uh, under the circumstances. Unfortunately, having all of the garnish prepped in advance cannot save no. an undercooked fish no so Gr- granted it wasn't heavily undercooked yeah just a touch but like in as far as Declan organising that at the start like you those are only going to come into their own if the fish is properly steamed mm. and properly cooked over on the other side the only issue throughout the whole cook had been the rice that he hadn't spotted had to be steamed and heat off. Um, he hadn't put on the lid after he came in. Then he added in extra water. He stirred the rice, apparently a cardinal sin. I haven't heard that personally because I've definitely done that in the past. Let's use a fork. Yeah, I you're think never like supposed to, uh, you're never supposed to use a spoon on rice because it clumps it together. But you're spo- he spooned it? He spooned it. Hmm. Yeah, he stirred it with a spoon. I think you're supposed to, like, essentially fluff it. Um, for the record, f- for the purposes of the tape, I don't cook rice. I hate cooking Ever. rice. I literally never do. I hate cooking it. But I don't love it. Oh, no, I'm getting better. I do like eating Yet it. Yet he eats it so often, so... That's because Patrick... Spoiler Patrick, alert. Pat- Patrick, I wonder how. Patrick's fantastic. Um, so, can we just talk about the deep fried chicken? Mm-hmm. Before we even get there, no. can we go to the master stock? Yeah. The flavor put into that stock right out the gate. Mm. The chilies, 
the dried spices, the coriander, the lemongrass, the spring onions. Mm. Oh my God. I'm so into it. Um, and then deep frying it like that. So it's been poached, so it's basically cooked. It's just about finishing it off and getting it nice. I think I had been thinking like, obviously you can't put that straight out of the pot into the oil. So there's got to be some time to that it off. has to drain, have it super dry mm. otherwise it'll splatter everywhere exactly yeah I'm gonna have to give it a go when it came to the judging um, then we have nothing else to say really there do we no nope. it came to the judging um, Team Stanley went up first on screen um, some comments that were said uh, Louis said that he always teaches his chefs to make sure that when they're cooking things like this that it's always a balanced meal and he was quite proud that they did that as as, as whatever way it went um, although then Mel was like balance where's the rice <laughs> and essentially not in a, such a bitchy way as I did but you know she said meant it he um, also had great advice throughout the cook that he said in his kitchens he instructs them to over communicate yeah that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Excellent um, advice. Really good advice. Now, could, could over communicate in the form of what Declan was going to do and write a note in flour on the worktop. <laughs> I mean, it's a clever, inventive. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, in terms of the comments, really, it was chalk and cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. Um, the perfect cooking on the fish, delicate sauce. See, they had two proteins. They had two proteins to get right, whereas the contestants only had one and they got it wrong. Um, you know, chicken was perfect. No faults with any of it. A thing of beauty. Uh, Andy unstoppable finished, food. Unstoppable food. Andy said, you know, you've done a great job showing off what, your, what, what the food from your kitchen is like on here. Really, really great job. And then for the contestants, uh, very obviously said that the lack of handover um, really got the better of them. The fish was just a little bit under. Dressing wasn't plentiful enough. That was visually mm, easy to obvious. see. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of just stopped speaking. There was no critique from Jock. I mean, that tells you everything that you have to know mm. of like... And we'll just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> Mel was like, well done for just going in on it, essentially, and just getting amongst it, I guess. Yeah. So that was interesting. Can I commend every one of them, though, for doing what they did without a handover? When we've watched relays in the past with a handover, where they have 60 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever to talk about the dishes that they are doing, and they completely F it up, and there's been times where they've ended up making a completely new dish because they go, oh, I don't really know what's going on. And there's a, something in the oven and it just burns and they don't realize it. I have to say I'm really impressed by the fact that the dish that was set out in on Declan's side and on uh, Team Stanley's st- side were the dishes that they intended to put mm, out. True. It hadn't like evolved. Exactly. So... Props to Declan for setting it up in that way um, and and the other two for following it through just about. Um, that's not easy at mm. all. And we've seen so many contestants f- flop around and fail on this particular yeah. type of challenge. But for them to have the exact dish that was envisaged at the very beginning, you know, pretty huge, huge uh, thing that kind of can't be sniffed at the stage of the competition either. So good on them. Good if on you them. had to go into this challenge yeah. and you had the option of cooking at the start, in the middle or at the end, how are you going to place yourself? Um, oh... 
I'd probably go at the end um, because it's then essentially it's just uh, either last bits of cooking or assembly and presentation and I think I could take the hint as to what's around very very easily I think thinking of a recipe and thinking of a dish to make at the very start and then also breaking it down into how could this be done in three stages and how can I make three stages clear that's quite difficult what about you I think I'd go in the middle mm. because I think I'd be quite good at taking on the instruction or like understanding the viewpoint and by that point they probably haven't cooked that much so I think I'd be quite good and confident to be kind of the in-between between the start and end okay okay interesting so the contestants lose yeah, and sure. the chefs hit it out the park and uh, there then isn't any secret the last three contestants who haven't competed this week Rue, Brent and Theo are in tomorrow's cook which yeah. is another MasterChef Australia classic challenge it's time the ingredients time the ingredients an auction essentially or, it's not always an auction is it or is it sometimes well, they do time versus ingredients where it's like the like the other week where it was the three tables and it was like you get mm. uh, uh, 90 minutes if you use the six ingredients you get 30 if you, you yeah. know, so on and so forth is this one going to be like you know you all have your time on the little flip charts I hope I it is that, that. One. and then they have to bid for it. I love that one because so there's strategy yeah. and there's underhandedness mm. and there's excitement I think like they have done the pantry per time thing already almost like two challenges I think so yeah. I would like it to be an auction but they gave nothing away other and they never than seemed to this week chaos in the kitchen um, yeah yeah and there's lots of chaos I do like it this uh, yeah this is a weird if we're ra- rating the episode in the week it's probably yeah it was good to watch but it didn't die for it you there you go what folks. about you I liked yeah you're liking this challenge yeah I uh, I'm I preferred the relay yeah over yesterday. the previous two episodes and the structure of how the chefs come mm. in because I just think this is the most interesting okay. approach of I that. do like the relay element. Um I don't like the task. Um and I still prefer the mystery box one. But then who, again I love a mystery box. Who of the teams of chefs so far this week of the food they cooked who is your smash oh I'd probably say Stanley I would too yeah I really really, would too I really like the look of their food today Um, obviously they're all cooking the same thing so it's cohesive mm. but I'd agree that I think that has been I still think of that pork chop yesterday yeah Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Anyway, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. And um, as this, what's it? Pro V Home Cook Week is coming to an end. And 
yeah, really, really interested to see how this next goes. At least it's not going to be just Grace in the elimination challenge. That's yes, the important thing. It'll be pretty much almost everybody except two people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so unfair. But also I love... See, it's that's a competition. It's not unfair. It's literally the competition, Russell. Uh, from the two of us to all of you, thanks for listening. And we'll chat to you again tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Bye.